0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban, and I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. And more details are available on our website, which is www.refinerylife.org. Now today we're going to continue our series titled Strengthening. Christian marriage and family living we're going to talk about trouble and triumph in the home let's pray before we go any further every week we we don't do an offering message at the refinery but we make sure we pray over the offering every single week father we receive your love into our hearts this moment and return that love to you with Thanksgiving in our hearts and praise on our lips We also return to you by giving our tithes and offerings to be used for the needs of others in the world. Thank you for the privilege of giving and for the joy, Lord, of seeing you abundantly provide for our needs. Release those who are selfish and tight from that bondage that they're in. Grant that our hearts may be clean and pure as we place our offerings on your altar. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. It's important that we pray over our offering every week. It's important that we're obedient to what God tells us to do. Now the text we're going to concentrate on today is Proverbs 11.29. It says, He who troubles... In the Amplified Version, in brackets, it's got mismanages. So, he who troubles or mismanages his own house will inherit the wind, which is nothing. And the foolish will be a servant to the wise-hearted. The scripture reading that we're going to work through is Proverbs 11. And it's quite a big passage of scripture, but let's read it together. It talks about the contrast of the upright and the wicked. Starts in verse 1 with a false balance and dishonest business practices are extremely offensive to the Lord, but an accurate scale is his delight. When pride comes boiling up with the arrogant attitude of self-importance, then come dishonor and shame. But the humble, the teachable who have been chiseled by trial and who have learned to walk humbly with God, there is wisdom and soundness of mind. The integrity and moral courage of the upright will guide them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. We're in verse 4 now. Riches will not provide security in the day of wrath and judgment, but righteousness rescues from death. The righteousness of the blameless will smooth their way and keep it straight, but the wicked will fall by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright will rescue them, but the treacherous will be caught in their own greed. When the wicked man dies, his expectation will perish and the hope of godless strong men perishes. The righteous is rescued from trouble and wicked takes his place. With his mouth, the godless man destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge and discernment, the righteous will be rescued. Verse 10. When it goes well for the righteous, the city rejoices. When the wicked perish, There are shouts of joy, by the blessing of the influence of the upright, the city is exalted by the mouth of the wicked, it is torn down. He who despises his neighbour lacks sense, but a man of understanding keeps silent. Verse 13, he who goes about as a gossip reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy and faithful keeps a matter hidden. Where there is no wise, intelligent guidance, the people fall and go off course like a ship without a helm. But in the abundance of wise and godly counsellors, there is victory. He who puts up security and guarantees a debt for an outsider will surely suffer for his foolishness. But he who hates or declines being a guarantor is secure from its penalties. A gracious and good woman attains honour. A ruthless man attains riches but not respect. The merciful and generous man benefits his soul, for his behavior returns to bless him, but the cruel and callous man does himself harm. The wicked man earns deceptive wages, but he who sows righteousness and gives his life with integrity will have a true reward that is both permanent and satisfying. In verse 19 now, he who is steadfast in the righteousness attains life, but he who pursues evil attains his own death the perverse fear sorry the perverse in heart are repulsive and shamefully vile to the lord but those who are blameless and above reproach in their walk are his delight assuredly the evil man will not go unpunished but the descendants of the righteous will be freed as a ring of gold in a swine's snout so is a beautiful woman who is, is without discretion Her lack of character mocks her beauty. We see that everywhere these days, folks. The desire of the righteous brings only good, but the expectation of the wicked brings wrath. Verse 24, there is only one who generously scatters abroad and yet increases all the more. And there is the one who withholds what is justly due, but it results only in want and poverty. The generous man is a source of blessing and shall be prosperous and enriched. And he who waters, he will himself be watered, reaping the generosity that he has sown. The people curse him who holds back grain when the public needs it. But a blessing from God and man is upon the head of him who sells it. He who diligently seeks good seeks favor and grace. But he who seeks evil, evil will come to him. He who leans on and trusts in and is confident in his riches will fall. But the righteous who trust in God's provision will flourish like a green leaf. He who troubles or mismanages his own house will inherit the wind. And foolish will be the servant to the wise-hearted. The fruit of the consistently righteous is a tree of life. And he who is wise captures and wins souls. For God he gathers them for eternity. Verse 31, the last verse. If the righteous will be rewarded on the earth with godly blessings, how much more will the wicked and the sinner be repaid with punishment? It's a powerful passage of scripture. And our text is an unusual proverb in that it has a warning against troubling the home. It is a message to all members of the household and is a plea for true harmony and happiness in the home. When we create disturbances in the house, in the home, we can expect to lose everything, or in other words, we will inherit the wind. There is no more needed message in Australia than the one concerning the home. Everything that is wrong with this country begins and ends with the family. But I hasten to say that there is hope for homes that find spiritual direction. Let's look at both the troubles and the triumphs of the home today. The first one, let's look at the, the troubles in the home first. What troubles the home today? The home is troubled by the relative morals of the time. Popular ideas are out, that are out there are, you know, what I do is nobody's business except mine and anything goes as long as no one gets hurt. And these ideas are based on the philosophy that there are no absolutes in life and that all life is his relative. And it's openly declared today that lies, adultery, adultery, fornication, theft, promise breaking and killing are sometimes permissible, depending on the situation. But let us remember the words in Galatians 6 7 it says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed nor treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. For whatever a man sows, this and only this is what he will reap. And the home is troubled by social pressures, financial stresses, moral needs and social demands. If permitted, social pressures will create disturbances in the home. Conformity to society is a powerful force. And the home is troubled by moral inconsistencies. Parents often have a double standard for what is permissible for themselves and their children. But children see the sins of their parents and they're quick to copy them. What parents are is reflected in their children. The home is troubled by spiritual indifference, as seen in the crumbling foundations of faith and in the uprooting of spiritual relationships. Studies in human behaviour say that formal religion is one of the strongest, Influence of influences of a happy home, we're seeing that these days, even without, within our church, the refinery. Yeah, you know, we see people drop off sometimes because they've got family things on, but that is part of the crumbling of the foundations. There was a day when everyone went to church on a Sunday, and where husbands and wives actively participate in the life of a church, they tend to have lasting marriages. It takes more than just a church connection, however, for a home to know triumph. What will make our home victorious? The home needs leadership. God has willed that parents are leaders in the home. Deuteronomy 6, 4-9 is a comma to parents to lead their children in the worship of God and teaching of the word in the home. God's word is to be kept in our hearts taught and talked about and remembered in our daily lives god's word to children is in the fifth commandment exodus twenty twelve, honor which means respect obey and care for your father and your mother so that your days may be prolonged in the land and the lord your god gives you these two ideas relating to parents and children dwell side by side in life they create harmonious relationships in the home. The home needs love. Love between husbands and wives, as seen in Ephesians 5, to you 23 know, Marriage like Christ and the church is what it talks about. Let's read it. Wives, be subject to your own husbands. A lot of women have problems with that. That's what the Bible says though, isn't it? Be subject to to your own husbands as a service to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, himself being the saviour of the body. It's pretty simple. Love that transforms a home from frustration and fussing into harmony and a healthy spirit. Love that communicates itself rather than nursing itself and the wrongs done to it. The home needs love that practices faithfulness to the marriage vows made at the marriage altar. The home needs love that expresses itself in the Christ-like spirit of respect and thoughtfulness. We need a love that forgives one another. This is the key to solving many family conflicts. The home needs a love that is positive-minded, that strives to be an answer instead of a problem. And the home needs a love that is growing, realizing that none of us are not yet fully grown. God is not finished with us yet, so let us not only be patient with him, but also with ourselves and with each other. The home also needs a love that shares with others in all relationships. And the home needs the Lord. Most of the time, the home doesn't have there. But most importantly, the home needs a Lord, Jesus Christ, to be who the family can look to for direction and power. Just as he gives abundant life to individuals, he also does to families. He gives us direction and shares his presence with us daily. In Acts 16, a man in deep spiritual need sought help for his life spiritually. And he was saved. And in the experience, he made Christ the Lord of his home. Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Is he the Lord of your family? As we finish up today, life's crisis are too many and too deep to try and live without leadership, love, and Christ's Lordship in your home. Will you open your heart to his triumphs? Anything less means trouble. And I want to encourage you, as I do every week, to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us than we get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And if you allow Him, He can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. And you're important to God. You know that already. But you're also important to us at The Refinery. When it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal His promises to you. So whatever you're concerned about, and whatever you need prayer for, we're going to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings.